Hello, dear friends. I do hope you recognize that theme song because if you do, you know what time it is. <laughs> Amen. It's time for Let's Talk About Jesus, our Bible study weekly Bible study right here on our website. Thank you once again for joining with us today. Thank you, you that have communicated with us. Let us know what God is doing in your life, in your family, uh, through this teaching broadcast and through this preaching broadcast. We have two a week, Sunday morning alive, uh, and they're our midweek. Sometime in the midweek, we put up this teaching broadcast, Let's Talk About Jesus. Used to be for years, our radio broadcast, and we just changed it from the radio uh, setting to the internet, and we're so glad today that that wherever, however you are hearing this broadcast, we, we know that we are here by divine appointment and we believe that it's it's not some accident <laughs> it's not as papa would say it's not a coincidence that you are here today it's not a coincidence you're here by divine appointment so let's let's gather around the word of god today and see if god speaks to us personally and and precisely from his word i believe there's a message that is general to the body of Christ from the Bible, and I believe there are things that are personal from the Word of God. You know, the Word of God is not like any book in the world. The Scriptures are inspired of the Lord. Hallelujah. And when we begin to bring forth Scripture and preach and teach from the Scriptures, it is the Word that is sown in the heart that brings forth the fruit in our life. So once again, thank you. If you haven't come contacted us with a testimony, we invite you to do that on our, our, our web page. There is a place on our, our primary website, and we have different parts of that, but there is a place that you can communicate with us, and we would, we would gratefully uh, love to hear from you. We would be so blessed if you let us know if we're being a blessing to you. So having said that, if you have your Bible, turn back with me in the book book of Psalms in the Old Covenant, a Psalm of David, when he was in the wilderness of Judah. Now, he was running for his life, having left the holy city, having to run away because his own son and his countrymen that followed his son wanted to hunt him down and kill him and take over the kingdom. Uh, this was the dire straits that David found himself in, and this is what he was he was feeling and and longing for uh, because now he couldn't go up into the temple and have that proximity to God and worship. So he was in the wilderness and he felt he felt like he was <laughs> he found out later that God was there with him, but it wasn't the same to him yet. He didn't get that yet. You know, later on he said, Where can I go from thy spirit? And he just enumerated these places. If I take the wings of the morning, fly to the uttermost part of the sea, you're there. Thou art there 
Amen. If I make my bed in the grave, even there, thy right hand shall uphold me. Uh, there's no place I can go where your spirit is not. But it was so comforting to David to have a place that he knew behind that veil, the, the earthly manifestation of the presence of God, in particular to the covenant people, was abiding. And just to get close to that, that that spirit of God behind the veil, uh, he felt comfort in that. And out in the wilderness, he kind of felt abandoned and alone. But here's what he longed for. And so today we're going to talk about spiritual longing. In fact, we're going to talk about spiritual hunger for God. Spiritual hunger for God today. If you're hungry for God, I want to tell you there's plenty of food for the hungry and thirsty. Amen. God desires us to seek Him that He might manifest Himself to us in a way that fills the deepest longings of our heart and life. And I'm going to tell you right now, the reason the world is is seemingly winning so many battles for the minds and hearts of so many people is because there's an emptiness and a longing that they are trying to fill. Billy Graham's quoted someone else, but he was he was known for quoting this particular statement. He said, "There is a God-shaped vacuum or hole in the heart of every person, and only God can fill that vast emptiness." with himself. Praise God. But friend of mine, so we're not just, we're not just saved and, and on our going to heaven and escaping hell. We are children of God and God wants a relationship, a fellowship relationship with us. The Greek word for fellowship is koinonia and the scriptures say truly our fellowship, our koinonia Intimacy with God. Our fellowship is with God and with His Son, Jesus Christ. Now, dead, I, I don't, I don't want to be mean today, but, but listen, you have a spirit man. You have a soul. You have some, some part of, of, you have a place for God in your life, that church in and of itself. And a lot of people giving up on church. And there's so much deadness in so many churches today. Just ritual and routine. No encounter with the living God. Now, I'm not talking about emotional stuff here. I'm talking about deep calling to deep. I'm talking about God and His children being able to enter in to a rich fellowship relationship. That's why Paul, with all his gifts and all of the power and all of the charismata, the gifts of the Spirit and the fullness of the Holy Spirit, he said, Oh, oh, that I might know Him. He was hungry for God. It wasn't enough for Moses to see the manifestation of the Spirit of God on the burning bush. He didn't just look for the signs and the wonders, and he was hungry to, to see Him. He had a relationship with God to where God spoke to him audibly. God said it said other prophets I'll talk to I'll talk to in visions and dreams but not so my servant Moses him will I speak to mouth 
to mouth. You see, he wasn't satisfied with with seeing pillars of fire. He wasn't satisfied with clouds of glory. He wasn't satisfied with the miracle of the parting of the sea. He wasn't satisfied with seeing God's wonders. He wanted to know God himself. He wanted to see the Lord. Amen. And, and, and he cried out, Lord, Lord, show me your glory. Show me. Show me. Amen. And God hid him in the cleft of a rock and said, I'll cause my presence to pass by thee quickly. Amen. And he saw literally the, the glimpse of his hinder parts, the back part as, as the glory shot by him. Because if he saw it head on, it would have killed him. Amen. But God put him in a rock and passed by him quickly. But it, it was something he was hungry for. I know you're real. I've seen your power manifest. I want to know you. Amen. This hunger for God will stimulate us to seek God. And that's one of the missing elements, I believe. I'm not just talking about seeking Him when we have a, a need for some miracle of provision or protection, but seeking Him for who He is. David had that hunger, didn't he? He said, one thing I've desired of the Lord, that will I seek after that I may inquire at thy temple and behold thy beauty. There was something about going into the temple, knowing that when he walked into the holy place, he couldn't go behind the veil, but he knew behind that veil he was in proximity to a place where the earthly manifestation of God's presence was. And when he was running for his life in the wilderness, he felt separated from that proximity. Amen. And this is his prayer. And this is his cry. And this is his heart. Amen. Because of his hunger for the living God. A Psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. Psalm 63. Listen to it today. O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. It wasn't just talking about the, the place he was in out in the desert. He was talking about the place his soul was in where no water is. I'm, I'm longing for you just as sure as someone in the desert is longing for water and needing the water like their life depended on it. He's saying that's how my, my soul is hungry for you. Listen, to see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. I will bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches because thou hast been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. 
He knew how to seek God, and when he sought the Lord, he found when he drew nigh to God that way, God would draw nigh to him. And he said, I live, I dwell, amen, in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. Let me tell you about three people that I wrote down a long time ago. There are three types of people in any Christian gathering. And we can maybe identify ourselves here. Don't just try to, <laughs> to, to figure out, you know, Sister Hoopendicker's spiritual condition or Brother, Brother, uh, praise a lot. Uh, no, this is about you and this is about me today. There are three types of people in any Christian gathering. Number one, there are those that follow after Christ in name only, which means they are Christians in name only. They say they're followers of Jesus and of God, but theirs is a false following, like that of the five foolish virgins who didn't truly know the Lord. They had a profession without a possession. The second class are those who are followers of Jesus but are following at a distance, like Peter at the time of Jesus' arrest. They don't really want to identify with him because if they did, then they would be, they would be persecuted just like Jesus is persecuted. They didn't want to make that full blown commitment to him. They didn't want to deny their self. They certainly therefore didn't want to take up their cross so they could follow him. And the third type, or those who, as Murdoch Campbell, I'm going to quote him, has said, In storm and in sunshine they cleave to Him and enjoy daily communion with Him. These are people who want God, and they want Him intensely because they know that He alone can satisfy the deep longing of their souls. You know, there is a scripture that says that, that when you, if you, if you seek me with all of your heart, they that seek me with all of their heart shall find me. See, the truly spiritually hungry gather together to seek the Lord. They don't just go to church. Prayer to them is a precious time of communion, not just a religious duty. Praise is essential to them because they bring full hearts of gratitude. They cannot sit back and watch the choir sing or the praise group sing, praise team. They must participate personally in the worship of God. There's a longing in their heart. For God's word, they are not uh, just just there to 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 be entertained, uh, to to be be involved in programs that keep them keep them satisfied emotionally. They come with a longing in their heart for God's word. They truly love God. They truly love Jesus. Therefore, they desire to hear His commands and counsels that they might obey Him. They want to be pleasing to Him. They're not just driven to God because of need, but rather drawn to God because of love. I, I love that Dottie Rambo song that says, I didn't come here to ask you for anything. I just came to talk with you, Lord. I prayed a thousand prayers or more that I haven't really stopped to thank you for. 
I've just come to talk with you, Lord. Amen. I love that song that my dad was, it was his favorite song. He, he played the violin, although he would never call it a violin. He was a fiddle player. Amen. From Kentucky. Now where my roots go back. And he said, this was his favorite song of all time is in the garden, whose lyrics said, I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the roses and the voice I hear falling on my ear the Son of God imposes and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share when we tarry there none other has ever known. Fellowship with God, intimacy with God, the great apostle Paul crying from his heart with all of his gifts and inspirations. Oh, that I might know him. Praise God. They don't just come to God because of miracles and healings and the need of financial help. It's all right to do that. He promised those things. But that there's something higher to motivate us to seek the Lord. They are not just driven to God by the fear of their enemies or of death. While God is the source of all their supply, they long for God Himself. You see, David was far from perfect. He made many foolish mistakes and committed some, and I'm going to use the word heinous, they were very, very serious and bad sins. But he died with this testimony that he was a man after God's own heart. What character trait did God value so highly in David? Hallelujah. Why did he choose him to be anointed to be king and forgive him when he truly sought forgiveness and reestablish him and let him live out his life with a testimony of victory instead of defeat? You see, with all his inconsistencies, there was one consistent attitude that God valued highly, so highly. David was a man who hungered for his God. His hunger for God was never questioned. Psalm 63 was written while David was in the desert of Judah to escape being killed by Absalom, his son and his own countrymen. He was in one of the most barren places on earth. And Psalm 63 expresses David's soul longing for God. Commentator Derek Kidner says, There may be other psalms that equal this outpouring of devotion, but there are few, if any, that surpass it. Another says of Psalm 63, This is unquestionably one of the most beautiful and touching psalms in the entire Psalter. It is a love song to God, expressing a deep longing for God. So David sought God with his whole heart. Look at verse 1. O God, Thou art my God, early will I seek You. Early will I seek You. Early in the Hebrew is shalkar. And it means to dawn, to be up early at any task with the implication of earnestness, to search for him painstaking, 
to look for diligently. That's why the Bible says they that seek him with all their heart will find him. Amen. The devotional use of faith primarily involves seeking God. The result will be a manifestation of his love in the meeting of our need. In that fellowship relationship with that intimacy that he promised. Praise God. Hebrews 11.6 says, But without faith it's impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek healing. Wait, wait, wait. Diligently seek deliverance. We need all those things. He promised them to us. Diligently seek financial help. He promised to meet all of our need according to his riches. It's okay to do that. Amen. That diligently seek help when we're in need. All of these things are promised through faith. Listen. But there is the use of faith to seek him. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. The Greek literally says here to seek Him out. Not just to seek something we need from Him, but to use our faith and our devotion to seek Him out. I'm going to tell you if you need healing. Seek the healer. If you need help, seek the helper. If you need deliverance, seek the deliverer. If you need satisfaction in your soul, seek the bread of life and drink the living water. The one who said, I am the bread of life. I can feed you. Praise God. This hunger and thirst to, to, to literally participate in him. In such a way that he's able to satisfy the deepest longings of our soul and then meet the greatest needs of our life. Amen. Psalm 34, 9 and 10. O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. (laughs) The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Amen. Remember David, the great Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. See, we do not just seek healing, we seek the healer, and we are healed. We do not just seek salvation, we seek the Savior, and are saved. We do not just seek counsel, we seek the counselor. I want to back up a minute. We do not just seek salvation. We seek the Savior. We ask people to pray the sinner's prayer, to to receive Christ. Amen. If they need to be saved, you must receive the Savior. It's the same principle. You need to be healed. Seek the healer. Hallelujah. Don't just seek healing. Don't just seek salvation. We don't teach people to seek salvation. We teach people to seek Jesus, to receive Jesus, to come to Jesus, to not run from him, to run to him. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, we do not just seek peace. We seek the God of peace and the Prince of Peace, which is Jesus Christ. We do not just seek joy. We seek His presence, for in His presence is fullness of joy. We do not just seek victory, we seek the victor, 
who said, Be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. We did not just seek green pasture and still water, table in the presence of our enemies, a presence with us in the valley of the shadow of death, but a shepherd God who leads us to these blessings and makes us lay down in them. Hallelujah. Not a cup that runneth over, nor the anointing in and of itself, but the God who fills with the Spirit and the God, hallelujah, who who promises, amen, to anoint our head with oil and cause our cup to run over. Praise God. David sought God with all of his heart. And David sought God with all of his soul. He said, my soul thirsteth for thee. David was in the desert of Judah. Water was scarce. Without it, a man would perish. David's mind was consumed with a desire for God. As a water-starved man can think of nothing else, he values nothing more than water to quench his thirst. He is in des- he is in desperate straits, and he's desperate for God. Psalm forty-two, one and two. We used to sing it years ago, as the heart. Panteth after the water brooks, so my soul panteth after the living God. My soul thirsteth for God, for the living God. You, you got to remember now, David is running for his life, but his life is more than just this physical time we have in this temporary body here. He has a soul that is still longing for God. You would think he'd just be thinking about, Oh, Lord, save me. Oh, Lord, help me. Like we usually do without seeking Him, the one that is our help. But he said, My soul is still thirsting for you. I'm not just thinking of me and what might happen to me. I'm sure it was a concern, but there was something overruling that, overriding that. My soul thirsteth for the living God. And just like the deer that that instinctively knows, I must have water. I'll dehydrate. I'll get weak. I'll die. I have to stop everything I'm doing. I have to sniff the air to, for the water brooks. I have to find water. It means to pant. <sighs> I'm panting for the living God means to long for. David always responds, or God always responds, rather, to the spiritually thirsty. Amen. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. They shall be filled. Psalm 143, 6 says, I stretch forth my hands unto thee. My soul, my, my soul thirsteth after thee as in a thirsty land. Amen. Look, look how God responds in Isaiah 44, 3. I will pour. This is a promise to Israel and, and, and hallelujah. I will pour water upon him that is thirsty. You, you want to see a revival, a, a mighty revival and out pouring of the Holy Spirit. It's when we get hungry for God, so hungry for God, we begin to seek Him with all of our heart. 
The Bible says that we need to seek Him till He come, not just till we're done. Amen. But seek Him until He come and reign righteousness upon us. I will pour water upon Him that is what? Thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessings upon thine offspring. It's a promise to Jacob. It's a promise to Israel. It's a promise to the covenant children of God. (laughs) We need that. Can I have an amen in this audience today? We need that outpouring. There's too much, too much of our, our spiritual and religious life is like a dry desert. Oh, friend of mine, we need the living water. Praise God. You see, God seeks to reveal those qualities of His character of divine love so that we may develop a deep desire to seek Him. Revival and the blessings of revival is initiated by God's desire for us and reciprocated by our desire for God. So David sought God with all his heart, all his soul, and it's just the same way we're supposed to love him, right? Thou shalt love thy God with all thine heart and all thy soul and all thy strength. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. The word longeth here in the Hebrew means to pine after. And to pine in Webster's Dictionary means to grow weak or thin with longing. (laughs) Literally to feel almost like we're tormented because of this longing. Oh, and the Song of Solomon about the love of the Shulamite woman for this prince that, that loved her in spite of her lack of outward beauty. Oh, she said, I am sick with love. I long for you and I'm sick with love. I have to, I have to find my beloved. And it caused her to seek him till she found him. And thou shalt find me when thou seeketh after me with all of their heart. This cut and dried, well-timed, stop in a gnat's eyebrow of twelve so we can do something fun and fulfilling in the world. When our flesh starts longing for God, amen, if God's moving, if God's not moving in the service, I want out before it's over. I'm, I'm not trying to be mean. You know what I'm talking about. I want out before it's over. I can't wait. And it's not just to get out of church. It's to say there's nothing here, no reason to continue to be here. We've done all that was pre-planned. Read the bulletin and go home. Amen. Listen, and get down on your knees and seek God. I'm not satisfied with what is the status quo. I'm not satisfied with dead religion. I I, I can hear the angel of the Lord on resurrection morning when they came to the tomb and, 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 and saw it empty and they're so disappointed and there's an angel sitting upon the stone and says, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He's not here. He has risen. Praise God. Friend of mine, we're going to have to finish this later. I'm not through with this teaching and God's not through challenging you and challenging me, amen, to seek the living God 
and not just dead religious routine. Amen. I come, I come to God's house because of a promise. A promise that when two of you or more gather in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Glory to God. Friend of mine today, I pray, I pray if, if you are recognizing a spiritual dryness, then that can stimulate you to do just what the deer does when he begins to sense thirst for water, that he will begin to seek after that water brook, that spring, that pool of water to satiate his thirst. And God says, when you get hungry for me like that, thirsty for me like that, you're going to find me. Praise God. This is the challenge that we have in the postmodern church circumstance that we find ourselves in today. I want to, I want to see the manifestation of the presence of God so that every true Christian who is hungry for Him can come into His presence and come out of His presence with a sense of deep satisfaction in our soul and a desire to tell other people that are dying of thirst where they can find this water. Praise God to be a living, breathing witness and testimony of Jesus Christ today. Hallelujah. That is the challenge to you and me as Christians today. It is time to seek the Lord until He come and rain righteousness on us. It's time, dear friend, to seek the Lord. Amen. Because if we draw nigh to Him through seeking Him, He will draw nigh to us. If we return to Him, He will return to us. And today, dear friend, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it's time. The time is short. The coming of the Lord is near. And if He didn't come for a thousand years, we're not promised tomorrow anywhere in Scripture. But we are promised that no matter what happens even death, that we can have courage, we can have consolation, we can have confidence, and we can know where we're going when we draw our last breath here, and we can know where we're going to spend eternity. And I urge you today, if you don't know Jesus yet as your Savior, He understands why you're seeking satisfaction through sin. He knows the dryness, the barrenness, and He longs to fill it with Himself and to save you for eternity. Don't run from Him. Run to Him. Receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and eat of His body, drink of His blood. That's spiritually saying partaking of the fullness of Christ in Jesus' name today. Hallelujah. And come back next week and let's continue to be challenged and changed by the Word of God and the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen.